to the Batmobile. Let's go. Come on, Bob, for old times, huh? Harley Quinn, nice to meet ya. <laughs> Pardon my French. Fuck those fuckers. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Comics in Motion podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and I'm your only host today. So we are talking about episode five of the Falcon and Winter Soldier, and it is entitled truth so you've got me today i know dave did one a few weeks ago and big thanks to one of our good friends glenn davis he did say if we're ever short of presenters he would jump on uh, but i'm in a bit of a tight schedule today so i can't make it so apologies glenn when you listen to this mate i will be taking up that offer we definitely will when we're short but but genuinely i thought i've got to get on here episode five it's the penultimate episode I haven't done a solo podcast for a long time. Obviously, that's where I started doing podcasting, me talking to myself, listening to my voice. But yeah, anyway, so episode starts. It's the follow on from the last week's episode four, where John Walker has decimated that guy with the shield. And then we've got him running basically down some tracks and down some derelict buildings. And then Bucky and Sam come and we have this proper ace standoff like proper you know russian standoff because of what's happened to hoskins he, he can't believe it and it just goes from there and i've got to say i think in all the f- five episodes including this up to this point this is without doubt the best fucking fight scene for me absolutely amazing i love the fact that because john's got the super serum he is an absolute psycho he, he, he can take both of them on now and i think one thing that comes out of this fight which was really strange not strange but really interesting and i didn't pick up on it initially until torres comes in later is when sam's fighting john and then he's knocked out bucky and bucky's on the floor sort of unconscious slightly when he destroys the wings and i didn't realize it'd have any meaning on the episode and boy does it have a meaning the whole thing is john basically crushes the wings off sam pushes them away he's about to then take sam out with the shield and bucky comes in and sort of saves the day and and they end up giving him a kick in then and breaking john's arm which is quite graphic again obviously we've had a a proper killing last week we know there's been murders and deaths in this but it's like unspoken it almost at the levels of like what happened with batman v superman you know superman's absolutely fighting zod and everyone and you know, you've got Bruce's, well, Man of Steel, but then you've got Bruce's perspective at the start of the film that he's innocent people in Metropolis are getting absolutely taken out. And I think that's the same with these. We all know, like, you know, the Avengers and that, there's no physical way people couldn't have died, but it's, un, it's you know, it's an untold story that they don't mention, but in this, it's front and centre. And I think, I think it's, it's almost like with the superhero stuff, you know, we get Tony leaving, you know, this version of the mcu and dying at the end of like end game but there isn't a lot of fatalities properly even the bad guys th- there's always a way back in because that's comic books that's cartoons it's 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 what we all love with this is it's front and center and this is what i love about it this this is literally one of the best produced shows i think on disney plus it's my favorite now head and shoulders above all of them i think more because it's the buddy cop stuff you know i love lethal weapon 48 hours beverly Hills cop stuff like that it, it is playing on that and i think sam and bucky's relationships just getting stronger and stronger and that's what i really really enjoy 
So obviously from this point, John Walker gets arrested. He has this, uh, you know, court martial thing. They're like, you know, it would have gone for, for a proper court martial, but because of your service and everything. And then John starts losing his temper with his wife there, who again, she was his earth rob with uh, Hoskins, you know, she's so upset, but then we get Val turns up outside the court. You know, he's been completely disgraced, basically no pension, no benefits, no nothing. And she comes and starts talking to him and saying, I'll give you a call with a blank card and great character, very much for me in the vein of one division, you know, see it, it it was great the way she came in. It was almost cartoon like her character. And at this point, obviously, Bucky's gone off and he, he goes to Sokovia where he finds uh, Zemo. And there's a bit of a standoff with them too. But then the, the, the Wakandans come and take him away, basically. You know, and they, this, he goes to shoot him actually and doesn't have any bullets. Great bit of cinema again. I didn't think he was going to shoot him, not at all. But it was there front and center. And I'm, you know, I, th I think watching it, and I know there's a couple of things in this episode that really hit home, but this one seemed to go on longer than the others. There was a lot of context, a lot of storytelling in this uh, to, to the whole arc of the four episodes before. And we got to see Torres again, which was good. You know, he'd not really been in it from the first one where he got a, a kick in and stuff from the Flag Smashers. So he came in and, and you know, and he is sort of like Sam's right-hand man. I don't think necessarily they played on that enough through these four or five episodes. That's the only criticism. Not because, is he needed? I'm not sure. But he seemed like he was going to be the go-to guy throughout this. And he, he was only in the first second. And we didn't really hear much from him. So I think that's a bit of a loss. But I think he's probably going to pop up again in the MCU, without doubt. I also think, like, so when Zemo goes off and, you know, uh, Dara, I never get this right, but but basically the Wakandan army, they, they take him away. I think, I think with the symbolization of what happened earlier on with the wings getting killed was obviously Wilson's sister Torres. He's got the shield. He's wiped the blood off it and everything. And he's like, keep it. And that, that's good. Now, that's something that could happen for Torres. I don't know whether Torres played characters in the comics, and I'm sure some of you are screaming, going, yes, he did, Chris, or he didn't. I don't know whether he's just a character created for the screen. But that's something that keep our eye on possibly in episode six. He may come in and save the day. That's my prediction. But then you get Sam goes to see Bradley again. You know, the original first super soldier, really. And they have this sort of chat. He shows him, he says, don't take that shield out of the, the bag you've brought it. And then they would get the proper understanding about how that's uh, the white boys sort of shield. You know, they'll never have a black Captain America and any, um, you know, respecting black man would not want to do it, which again conflicts with what Sam feels about Steve. And, and you know, obviously this, there has been a complete through every episode, there has been a racial story there, you know, under sort of the uh, racial profiling on Sam a couple of times. We said it when he was with Bucky and they pulled him over, even down to the bank stuff with the loan. And that's been a, something that they're trying to tell a story on, which is there. And, it, and it's right. It, it's inherent racism. So, I think what is very serious, but also with the situation with Bradley is he was a soldier. He, you know, he says I was 30 years, I was in prison. They were trying to experiment with me to find out how it worked. And then he said some nurse just got, you know, felt a bit of pity on him. She said that he died and that's how he got away. Not really explained, or I might have missed that, how Bucky knew where he was. Because if he's underground, if Bucky can find him, how can no one else find him? But he's got this family now and he's lived 30 years. He tells about his wife dying and everything. And that's one of the reasons because he never saw her because he was in prison and stuff. So that's his sort of resentment. And it leaves it on a cliffhanger with Sam. But then when Sam goes home, this is where we get the humour. And I, and I really enjoyed this. So 
Sam's there trying to fix the boat with his sister and he's got his nephews there and that. And then Bucky turns up and just, we get this sort of comedy, sort of light humoured bit of comedy, I suppose, where everything Sam's doing, because he isn't superhuman, but Bucky has got, you know, he is superhuman. So he's like ripping stuff off. He's lifting things. He's fixing stuff. We get steam going, but then he's flirting with his sister. And Sam's like, don't be flirting with my sister. And I, I thought it was quite funny that, and, and you can see he's sort of winding him up, but there is a proper kinship then which is i think what we needed throughout this whole series they've stuck together because of steve and even had this like weird dialogue which is funny bucky's going off because sam says to him look you've got these people on the list but all you're thinking about is trying to make yourself better every time you tick someone off a list they don't really think it makes you better you need to go and sort of basically search for yourself and bucky's like yeah you're right and they're sort of like well we're partners we're you know with our, we have a mutual friend so you know we're acquaintances. We're part- I mean, we had this weird sort of jokey. It is very similar to Lethal Weapon, I think. Not played as as like in your face as Lethal Weapon. Obviously, you know, Martin Riggs and Murtar have a proper uh, shit time at the start. Murtar does not trust him and all that, but then we become such good friends. And I think it's good because obviously Bucky goes off and then it's pretty much about Sam. And then we get this proper training montage. Now, I spoke to Dave as well, and, and Dave said the same as me. When he was doing all that, I had proper, like, lump in the throat job. You know, I was, you know, not, not tears or anything, but I, I was genuinely, like, getting emotional watching it, thinking, this is fucking brilliant. And then watching his training and he's doing the sit-ups, we get the full Rocky montage and everything. And I don't know how they're going to play that, because obviously John Walker is not, a super, you know, he's not superhuman. He is now, but he wasn't, and he struggled. So I don't know how Sam's gonna do it. Does he end up with the super serum as well? I'm not sure. I, I don't necessarily think Sam would because of his values and and you know his his whole character and story arc. He, he is he has a great moral compass, really, Sam. So which is what they need, obviously, for Captain America, not like John. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure how they're going to do that to sort of even the odds up. That shield only gets you so far. And look, this is talking hypothetically, how are we going to do it? But there's loads of times as well through this episode where everyone gets hold of the shield. You know, John has it a couple of times in that fight, but then you've got Bucky and Sam, even when they're doing the training montages, just before Bucky leaves, there's a couple of bits and, and Bucky's got hold of the shield and all that. So, and it's nice to see it and they're sort of teasing it. But ultimately, Sam has the shield and Valu said it earlier on to John is the government don't own the shield. They say to John, you you know, you're not having the shield now, but they don't own it. It was Steve's shield that was made, well, Tony made the last one, obviously, when he came in Endgame and give it and we know it got destroyed. So that's going to be interesting because obviously there was another one made as Steve went into the time, you know, he went back in time to correct everything with the stones and that. <clears throat> but what what's weird is we know Steve's gone. And they don't talk about it, and it's their story arc. But there is an old man, Steve, still within this universe. And I know we're not going to get a Chris Evans cameo. I'd be absolutely amazed if that happened. I don't think they would. But it's it's really bizarre that like he's gone, but he hasn't really gone. If they wanted to sort of go and get a bit of perspective and, and knowledge off him and that. So they're not going to do it because I don't think Chris Evans has signed up anymore, even though there's them reports. But... It is there. He is there somewhere in the background of everything, but he's just living his best life, you know, with Peggy. So, yeah, really, really interesting. And I think with the Flag Smashers, I wouldn't say they are an amazing 
baddies as such. I understand what they're doing. They're extremists. They're, they're, they're basically floated on the line. And we get George Sampierre comes back then because he just wants to kill, you know, Bucking Sam and everything. So he comes back then and he's like, I'm not working with you. I just want them, you know, I want the winter soldier, I want them. And, and I think that's going to be interesting going into episode six because that is the end, basically, of the whole series. And, and as we go through this, I think... The storytelling has been on point, absolutely on point. I think the set pieces look good. It doesn't look, because I always have a thing when it's like a closed, small set that they're trying to make look big. They're using proper set pieces around the world. It's really, really good. And I'd, I think what I would say is the production stuff on the things coming up as well, like Loki, the trailer looks really good. You know, there's loads of things. There's some Star Wars stuff coming up. I know Mike's mentioned that there's some, animated things and that so so that's going to be really good with this and the way you know the way it works out is this six episodes going to be he's going to be in all in i think we're going to get fighting from every angle i do think torres may come in with the wings on you know bookmark what i've just said i could be wrong but then as the end you know we get the mid credit scene which we didn't really have on a couple of episodes we get john making another shield and he's putting his badges on and stuff. Now, obviously I have no context on this US agent guy or what he's going to do, whether he's just going to become a bad Captain America or he is going to become US agent. I don't know. Brilliant for this last episode. Absolutely brilliant. So I think John as well, he's going to be again, he's going to come in and fight alongside Bucky and Sam because of what the Flag Smashers did to Hoskins. And obviously, he, I haven't mentioned it, but he goes to see Hoskins' family as well after his uh, discharge. And he's talking to him about that guy who he killed. Well, it wasn't even him, was it, who killed him? And, you know, Bucky and Sam had even said that. But he's so, you know, he's so channeled in what he's doing, John. I think he's a great character. And I know we said a few times he doesn't look like Kurt Russell. But I think today, in today's episode, the way the cameras were shot, and he's looking, you're looking up at him. He did, he did look like his dad. I know it sounds daft because it's his dad and his mum, you know, he's Goldie Horn, one of my childhood crushes, you know, bird on a wire. Amazing. But, but yeah, it's he, strange, but he does, he looks really like his dad. And and one thing I would say for Wyatt uh, Russell is his stock is rising. His, his stock is absolutely rising. And, and that's the the main point of it absolute main point of everything is he's going to be a bad guy in all sorts of different things. I don't know whether he'd ever make a good, good guy. Now, I think I've seen him in, he's always been, I think there's a couple where he's a good guy, but most of the ones I've seen like Goon and that, he's always been someone you, you literally want to punch the screen. So that is testament to him. He could become the ultimate bad guy. And I hope that he is there in this extension of the MCU. I'd saw like the, the Thunderbolts thing today on Twitter about, is he, you know, he's going to be part of that with General Ross and stuff. So, and Zemo, and, and even got Deadpool on there on this picture. I'm not sure about that, but interesting, interesting. I'm not saying Deadpool wasn't in that because I don't know the comics, guys. You know, you're on a comics podcast, but this isn't me. I'm the movie guy, you know, Dave and, and all the other guys who are so knowledgeable will be able to tell you. But yeah, really, really interesting. Really good as we go into the sixth episode. I, I can't even predict anything. I can't say to you, this is what is going to happen because I honestly don't know. I don't know where it's going to go. We're going to get a flag smasher uh, showdown, whether we like it or not. I think John's going to come in and be the anomaly. I think he could literally just be fighting everybody. He may end up on Sam and Bucky's side, but 
I also think that there's going to be a point where, just like the start of this episode, he, he may take the flag smashers out and then we've got another fight. So it's either that with John and they kill him off or they do an Anakin where he's dead within an inch of his... Well, he's nearly dying between an inch of his life and then gets rebuilt with some other technology, Stark stuff that they've nicked or whatever and becomes even stronger and more of a menace. That could be the next step for John. Because it, even though he's got the super serum and he is superhuman now, I think there's more to that story to be told. And I, and I also think they could, and I don't know how they would do it, a bit like Loki. I'd be interested in watching a John Walker season, a full US agent, bad Captain America, because I think he's, he could carry it, uh, Wyatt Russell, definitely. He could carry the whole show. So that would be good. But they don't usually do that for the bad guys. But it'd be something different for them to do down the line. So, yeah, really interesting. And I think that's everything from me today, guys. I'm sorry it's a solo one. You may have uh, got sick of me after the 20 minutes. But we couldn't marry up myself and Dave and, and things like that. And like I say, big thanks to Glenn for saying he'd step in. I can only apologise, pal. You'll definitely be coming on. It's just I literally, the sun is shining. I've got things planned all day. I can't record at any other point so absolutely brilliant so if you want to contact us guys on twitter and instagram at comics in motion p if you want to email us at comics in motion podcast at gmail.com and as always if you do enjoy the show and you get a couple of minutes can you get into your podcast catching app and drop us a review it just helps us grow and it gets us up there in them charts all around the world uh, and also the guys do so many shows on our podcast feed now i say it every week but we we Honestly, they deserve all the praise and all the listens and everything because we've got so many different shows on the Comics in Motion podcast feed now, guys. All you've got to do is go to Comics in Motion and they sum up from everybody from the comic book world. Some brilliant people, some great interviews, great stories, content. It's really, really good. And me and Dave are so proud and, and pleased that we've got such good friends and people who, who you know contribute to the channel and we're all one big family. So yeah, if you... If you do get time, guys, get over there. Really, really appreciate it. So this is Chris on his own, flying solo, saying, I cannot wait for episode six. So I'll see you all next time. And if Dave was here, he would say, bye now. Excuse me, I'm Eric Ventra. Tim Xavier. Go fuck yourself. What in the ass? Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Asked that of all my prey. I just like the sound. Let's not stand on ceremony here, Mr. Wayne. Would you care to step outside? Come to me, son of Jerome! Kneel before Zor! Why so serious? What's but a smile on that face? I am Iron Man. I'm Batman. Oh, Whoa! Oh,